Good mood. Well, I think I discovered who my mom is in the story. Really? Really. Well, who is it? Not telling. Oh. So, last time we saw William Hayes, he just discovered that the woman he truly loved, April Hoffman, was in love with another man. Oh, yeah. Shocking. And definitely, maybe I had heard of. I think I'd even seen the trailer for it, but I was like, oh, that's how I met your mother. And I never was a fan of How I Met Your Mother in particular, but I know you are. So that's why I brought you on to talk about this film. So tell me about your experiences with uh, Definitely Maybe. (laughs) Well, I'm going to sound a little like uh, not tangible Ted, but Ted Mosby. So let's let's get into it. Um, Basically, uh, I had seen Definitely Maybe before. Um, Me and two of my friends from high school and college, we, uh, for whatever reason, we just graduated college. And we were at my buddy's house, and and the other friend there, uh, he, I will not name these guys to protect their identities. <laughs> uh, he was going through a, a hard time with the relationship, so you know what? As as bros would, we we put in definitely maybe, and we all had a good like a good sit down and, and watched a nice romantic movie. Um, Broed it out a little bit, talked about it. I like the way you put that because it's you know it's on IMDb. It's labeled labeled comedy drama romance. I wouldn't say there's a ton of comedy here. There's not a lot of pratfalls. It's not like very sort of oh, broad no, comedy. No. I would say it does lean more towards the, the dramatic. Like it's just seems sort of grounded. Like, you know, when he, mm-hmm. when there's a breakup here, it's not some sort of crazy story. He tells his buddies like there's genuine like there's heartbreak no, every time out. There's no, there's no Barney Stinson in this movie to, no, uh, no. to take the cheap laps or anything like that. So, so yeah, it's, it's basically if you took, if you took Ted Mosby, and like he's talking to one kid and basically doing the same thing, but without Barney and without um, uh, Marshall. So like he would just be Ted going through life with all these different women. So does um, it play too flat in that respect? Do you think people are going to be expecting a little more laughs, a little more yucking it up here, or is is it a nice counterpoint to a more sitcomish feel that way? I think I think I like it. Like I think it's I think it's I think it plays well. Like. I don't know how well the movie did, but any time I heard anyone talk about it, it, it was usually pretty favorably um, just because it didn't go for cheap laughs or anything like that. It didn't go for uh, crude humor. And it was actually more, I think it was more endearing and more sweet. Like you had him being a very sweet father to this young girl. And, uh, you know, she had a lot of questions. Um, so like the beginning is pretty funny, you know, with the fact that the whole premise, the reason this whole, whole thing happens it's because she, everybody at her school learns about sex. And so she's giving him all these awkward, asking him all these awkward questions. So he finally, it finally leads to him telling her like the story of, of his mother. It's of her mother. It's not really so much how he met her, but how he ended up with her, I guess, to some degree. Yeah. I would say all, almost all of the cheap laughs come in the very, I don't know, opening credit sequence. Like we see, yeah. he starts with the wrong song when he puts in his earbuds yeah, uh, and then I think he almost gets hit by a truck. Like, and this is all while the credits are playing. And then he ends up picking up his daughter from school. And yes, they've they've started talking about the birds and the bees, and all hell's broken loose with both child and parent. Um, 
I, I have to admit, I was expecting a little bit more comedy. So initially I was, I was sort of down on the film, but uh, I, once I got into sort of, I guess, the rhythm of it, where mm-hmm. I, you know, it battled those those expectations, I I don't know if I was ever totally engrossed with, you know, which mother it was going to be, because I do think that, in, you know, we're going to get into spoilers, because this is, this opened, actually, <laughs> Valentine's Day 2008, and it did really, yeah. it did fairly well, so that's, you know, that's a distinct difference from Deadpool, Valentine's Day opening weekend, <laughs> and definitely maybe, that's kind of what I expect more on that holiday, uh, but we we have three women here. We have uh, Elizabeth Banks, um, Rachel Weiss, and is it, uh, is it Isla Fisher? Isla, Isla Fisher. Fisher. Isla uh, Fisher. I okay. Um, I can never pronounce her name. Uh, I I know her as the very charming, but somewhat clingy girl uh, that attached herself to Vince Vaughn in uh, Wedding Crashers. That's <laughs> I'm always oh, I'm always yeah. thinking of that. She's very very different here. She's actually you know her character is very uh, independent. Can I get 10 copies? Put them on the pile. Uh, no, they're for Arthur. I need them like 15 minutes ago, so if you wouldn't mind. You're the toilet paper guy. Wait, who's that? That's April. Yes, I am in fact the toilet paper guy. Feel free to call me the bagel and coffee guy. Or Todd in accounting calls me Crystal, which I'm, I'm pretty sure is a girl's name. How many copies? Ten. These. These? Yeah, both of those. What made you become a Bill Clinton supporter? I'm not. This is a money game. I get paid 12 an hour, which is better than babysitting, which is what I've been doing way too much of. Uh, you're a Democrat, right? Why does everyone have to be a Democrat or a Republican? I'm struggling with a copy machine. No, oh, hold on. You're an independent, aren't you? I am nothing. Why am I obligated to be something? Why do I have to have an opinion about everything anyway? I mean, really, what do I know about missile systems or social security or the tax code? What about civil rights or uh, women's rights? A woman's right to do what she wants with her body. What about that? I do what I want with my body. That's, that's apathetic. I'm not apathetic. Yes, you are. I'm not. I just know that these bozos you're working for, they don't care about anything more than their own ambition. That's absolutely not true. You think this guy Bill Clinton is going to make a huge difference? I do. He's going to do what's already inevitable. Okay, that's where you're wrong. Don't make me staple your head. You're wrong. He's going to make a difference with African Americans. He's going to make a difference with women. He gets women. Oh my God. I mean, look at his record in Arkansas. Read his plans on health care. Read his plans on education. Okay. Oh my Arkansas, God. Don't I'm sorry. you know? Yeah. I yeah. I'm sorry. Asleep. I'm yeah. Really sorry. That's fine. You wake oh. up to a new America. This I believe been you. Really interesting. Fine. You convince me. You're nothing. I'm nothing. But because of that, I felt like the movie shows its cards early on. That's like, oh, she's the one. That he's in love with because you know what they here's the one thing they did that like because I'd already seen it and I was I was showing it to my wife who hadn't seen it and she pegged it right out of the gate and and here's what they did they gave her the titular line uh, definitely yeah. maybe okay that's I'm glad you mentioned that because I told you we were texting before uh, for a few days before recording this episode and I told you I was gonna yeah you know, go the extra step and listen to the director's commentary <laughs> with Ryan Reynolds for definitely maybe which is a very right. strange thing for a grown man to do by himself like you know, <laughs> I had no female presence around I was really getting into it yeah uh, that was one thing the director asked Ryan Reynolds like you know hey and there's the you know there's the the title what do you think about that and he said that's like the one thing he really hates about the movie <laughs> is that <laughs> you have a character you know sort of say not only say that but i hadn't thought about the way you know your wife did that it's like yeah that's okay so that's it that's the defining moment and it's her but 
you know, Elizabeth Banks, her character is the, the college sweetheart and she's barely in it for, you know, at the beginning she's, she's there. And so I guess because she's the first one, you're like, okay, so that's not the, you know, they have some sort of breakup, but she ends up being brought back into the film. Mm-hmm. But I feel once she comes back, uh, it's still not enough. Like it, they never shook me from believing that he was going to end up with, with Fisher uh, again. I don't know. Well, and the thing is, watching it post How I Met Your Mother, um, because I feel like How I Met Your Mother took a lot from this movie and how it was constructed, um, and that there's kind of a, a sleight of hand where, and, and my wife actually, she she guessed it, but she had it the other way around. She she knew, she's like, okay, I think he's going to end up with Isla Fisher. However, I don't think she's the mother. I think, but obviously, because you know at the beginning, it's not a real love story there because they're getting divorced. You already right. know that setup. So you know whoever the mother is, it's got to be somebody that there's not that much chemistry with. So she was thinking Rachel Weiss or, or how do you say her name? Um, she was thinking it was going to be her character because they'd already kind of gotten rid of Emily. Um, you know, I, I agree with you much. There. You know, that's, that's uh, where my head was at as well. Yeah. Like basically she was going to be the mother, uh, come back, find out she's pregnant, which I do like. There's another thing too, where, you know, my wife stopped and she's like, wait, you know, are they going to are they going to do a one eighty, and he's not going to be the real father because she was pregnant from someone else when she when he meets her again. So like, I like that the daughter brings up the same thing and like starts like freaking out on him. Uh, so I thought that was kind of cool. Do you um, think that that changes it? Like with that, with, is that too too much? You know, family drama for this type of film. Like, could could they have had that where he's not the biological father and it still still works? Or, or... I would be like, what the heck is he doing telling his daughter this? Like, like, <laughs> why does he want to open that door? <laughs> yeah, why would you open that door like right away? That that doesn't seem like a good idea. For me, like I watched this before I saw How I Met Your Mother uh, because I don't know if maybe well, when did this come out two thousand eight. Yeah, when, I, I think How I Met Your Mother had already had it already started. started? Yeah. Okay. Well, never mind then. Uh, maybe they didn't take it from this movie, but uh, I feel like I, I saw this first, so I guess that's where I I was I knew this movie before I saw the show, so um, I guess like you know in How I Met Your Mother. He tells them the story about how, you know, he finally meets their mother. But then at the end, you realize and this is going to be a spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen the show. Um, you know, he ends up going after his first true love, which was Robin. So I feel like this movie was something kind of similar where he's telling a story about her mother. But you find out through the whole thing that and, and the daughter picks up on all these clues that, you know, what he's really the woman he's really in love with is still out there. And. I think that works better in a movie than it does, you know, how long did, was that like nine years that that show? Went yeah. Uh, and it created a lot of upset. I feel, viewers, so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would feel like, you know, if you commit nine years of your life to something, you, you, you kind of want that to be like, you know, the, I guess the, the one, the true love you, you want to, it, it feels uh, like dirty pool. Like that scene from, uh, I don't know if you've seen misery. Stephen King. Um, I know which movie you're talking about. I haven't seen it though. <laughs> uh, Kathy Bates plays a fan of a particular author, and when he tries to, I guess, cheat, basically to even if it's to you know benefit her fandom, uh, what she wants to see happen. If it, if it's not playing above board, uh, she reacts very unfavorably. I'm sorry, Paul. This is all wrong. What? You'll have to do it over again. It's not worthy of you. Throw it all out, except for that part of naming the gravedigger after me. You can leave that in. 
I really value your criticism, but maybe we're being a little hasty here. Paul, what you've written just isn't fair. Not fair. That's right. When I was growing up in Bakersfield, my favorite thing in all the world was to go to the movies on Saturday afternoons for the chapter plays. Cliffhangers. I know that, Mr. Man. They also call them serials. I'm not stupid, you know. Anyway, my favorite was Rocket Man. And once it was a no-breaks chapter. And the bad guy stuck him in a car on a mountain road, knocked him out and welded the door shut and tore out the brakes and started him to his death. And he woke up and tried to steer and tried to get out, but the car went off a cliff before he could escape. And it crashed and burned, and I was so upset and excited. And the next week, you better believe I was first in line. And they always start with the end of the last week. And there was Rocket Man trying to get out. And here comes the cliff. And just before the car went off the cliff, he jumped free. And all the kids cheered. But I didn't cheer. I stood right up and started shouting, This isn't what happened last week! Have you all got amnesia? They just cheated us! This isn't fair! He didn't get out of the cock-a-doody car! They always cheated like that in um, chapter plays. But not you. Not with my misery. Remember, Ian did ride for Dr. Cleary at the end of the last book, but his horse fell jumping that fence, and Ian broke his shoulder and his ribs and lay all night in the ditch, and he never reached the doctor. So there couldn't have been any experimental blood transfusion that saved her life. Misery was buried in the ground at the end, Paul, so you'll have to start there. You should check that out. It's also very, it's a nice Valentine's Day weekend movie of true love and commitment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe, she would, maybe people should watch that before they get married. Um, I, I, this is going to be kind of a tangent, but I feel like we need to discuss the ending to How I Met Your Mother because it, it's it's very divisive. And, and I think you, you even saw my, I got into a heated debate with tons of people on Facebook over this because I'm actually one of the few people that like the ending to How I Met Your Mother. Oh, God. Yeah, it's yeah. like saying you like the ending to Lost, that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, I can't go that far. I can't go that far. But and here, here is my reasoning. Here's my reasoning on this, and it's going with what you just said. I invested nine years in seeing Ted dance around Robin. I don't ever see the mother until the last season. And one thing I will agree with people who hated the ending is season the season nine is terrible. It's a terrible season because it spends all this time with Barney and Robin and setting up their whole like relationship and then they just regress all that in one episode so i understand the the hatred there but what i'm saying is for the other eight seasons it's ted and robin so like the fact that they end it with ted and robin together at the end it i think it it satisfies those first eight seasons because it it's something that you've invested that much time with you know and especially the first few seasons with as ted and robin so for me it was pleasing to see that as opposed to just some random girl that they introduced in the last season. Um, he still end up with that girl and you know, yeah, it's a cop out then make her die or whatever. So I, I get that. Um, and someone even brought up a, the great line, how I settled for your mother, but um, <laughs> that's a show I'd like to see. I think that was yeah. called Mad Men though. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think they already made that show, but, um, well, I think with the, with the movie, you know, my only issue is uh, there. There's a beat where I guess the the daughter realizes um, that even though you know she gets her happy ending, that you know her her mom 
is is the one that the the sort of the end of the story like it's it's not like she was adopted or as you said there's that threat that he's not the the father and um she she has that realization that it's not the happy ending necessarily for her dad and then he has that he has that line that's like no you're you're my happy ending like you know no, right. matter, no matter what I, I think that that works but to me I didn't really care about the mystery at that point. So it's, it's kind of the opposite of how I met your mother where you have that investment and you care very deeply about, you know, the, like with the movie, I was like, I don't really care who the mom is. Like, I just want him to get back with the, you know, the, the girl with, that with the redhead, yeah, the, the redhead that gives them a hard time. Like those are the scenes I enjoy and they have chemistry together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also feel like Elizabeth Banks because she's not, you know, she's at the beginning of the film, the, the college sweetheart. I, I, I don't really care for her at all. So when she pops back in at the end, it's the mother I, I was I was with your wife. Wife, I wanted Rachel Vice to. I was like, because at least there was a little something there. There was like a professional reason that they sort of break up. And... Meanwhile, he accepted an invitation to the home of his ex-girlfriend, Summer Hurt. Who, if she does turn out to be my mother, I'm running away to Canada. I am not kidding. He died last year. Yeah. You heard. I read about it. Times. Yeah. God, died in his office. Heart attack? Yeah. Yeah, I, I always imagined that he'd make a more theatrical exit. What they didn't say was he was on the couch with the dean's daughter. Jesus. I'm kidding. <laughs> Actually, he was, uh, he was completely alone, and it was hours before the janitor found him. You want a trick? Sorry. You must miss him. I do, yeah. These are for you. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, they're beautiful. <laughs> so are you. Summer. Well. Don't mess with me. I can see where you're going with this. In a second, you're going to say something impossibly charming. Really? Yeah. It's going to be great. And then you're going to sweep me off my feet, and we all know that that's going. Can a girl miss a guy? That's going to end badly. Yeah, (laughs) she can, but I just don't really have time for the pain. (laughs) Let's skip all that. Why don't we? Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe I just wanted a little bit more, maybe to give Elizabeth Banks credit that they would have rekindled their relationship because it happened so fast at the very end Mm -hmm. that I feel like they don't give it enough screen time really, I guess. not at the end. And I don't know. It's like they're too, they're being too cute trying to maintain the mystery there. When mm-hmm. I don't, I, you know, it's, it's, as you, you mentioned a MacGuffin earlier for comic book movies, it's almost a MacGuffin here. I don't really mm-hmm. care who the mother is, but that that is totally counter to the How I Met Your Mother debate. Which I, I think in the movie, though, uh, because, you know, the movie did did happen at least before the finale of How I Met oh, Your yeah. Mother. Oh, so, definitely. Like, <laughs> so with the sleight of hand that they do, you know, I think, you know, initially when you're watching this movie, it is trying to figure out who the mother is. And when you're watching it, you want it to be Isla Fisher, but then you have to stop and say, like, wait a second, though. You, then you're like, he's getting divorced, so I don't know if I want it to be her or not. Right, so it's right. like you have this kind of internal conflict with yourself. And then and then you can start, you know, observant people can start to put together, okay, I see where this is going. One of these other two is going to be the mother. This is this is going to this is going to go to present day, and he's going to have another, you know, something else is going to happen, I guess, um, to give him a happy ending, I, sh- I should say. But, Do you think um, the film needs that that happy ending, or is is it fine with him just telling the daughter that she's his happy ending? I think if you set up, I think if you hadn't set up such a great relationship between him and Isla Fisher, then uh, you could get away with that. But because of that, they did because they did all that. You kind of need it. 
um, to satisfy your viewers uh, to some degree. Otherwise, I, I, I don't buy the you're my happy ending because <laughs> 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 he still looks really depressed when he says it. Um, I'm, so, I'm hoping you know that you and your wife uh, have children, and then I get the pleasure when they're of age to listen to this episode, <laughs> where you get to say that kids are not enough. That's not your happy ending. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'll say that right here. I, I don't think kids are enough to be your happy ending. I think, I think your partner is more important than your kids. Um, <laughs> that's. <laughs> I think your I, I think your kids are important. Don't get me wrong, but I think I think ultimately, uh, you know, you make. When you, if you marry somebody, you make that vow uh, to love and cherish my wife, not my kids. So I'm not making a bond for them. Like, you don't I'm know just, them, really. I'm yeah. just legally bound to to uh, take care of them. You know, so you I didn't. Could... Yeah, I mean, you didn't go on dates with children. You have no idea what their personality is going to be like. So yeah, I mean, I could get some kid. I, I may end up hating. I don't know. Like that's, <laughs> I have no choice in that matter. <laughs> At least with a dog, I can go pick out which dog I want. Oh, there's know. a great transition there, Teddy. <laughs> what are you doing here? Uh, Go on, tell her. Who's that? That would be my daughter, Maya. That's kind of cheating, isn't it? Bringing your daughter? What am I supposed to do now? Uh, well, you could let us in. I think she's going to let us in. I think you're wrong. Come on, let's go. Let's go. A little while longer. She's going to let us in. Okay, kiddo, here's the deal. I'm going to count to 30, okay? And if she doesn't let us in, we're going to go home, and we're never going to talk about this again. Deal? Yeah. Ready? One. One two, two. Three. three. Four, five, six, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. If she lets us in, tell her the story like you told me. And then she'll know. You know what? I can't explain. She'll just know. Twenty-nine and a quarter. Twenty-nine and a half. Twenty-nine and three quarters. What comes after that? Time to go. But this wasn't what was supposed to have happened. I know. I really thought you would have heard through the intercom and let us in, or run down the stairs and say that story. What story? Plays with the idea of Ryan Reynolds, you know, talking too much with him, you know, telling the story to his daughter about his his romantic entanglements up to that point. You're you're basically relying you, the whole movie relies on his storytelling ability to some degree, and so with that said, I think they do a good job with it, and uh, and so you are, you know, it's it's it kind of hinges on whether or not he it kind of hinges on him being a talker and being able to do all this stuff. So there's more ability with, you know, his character, Will Hayes, and definitely maybe that it's interesting to see how 
mature and I don't want to say smooth in the way he talks to his daughter, but how sort of assured he is of, of he's a different man than, you know, his youth. And I, I thought that was, that was cool. And it was interesting to see the differences hearing his voice, telling his story and then seeing how he acted with those women in that sort of previous life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there, I think that there's stuff that I, I want them to do. As I said, the Elizabeth Banks stuff, I don't think really works. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, thankfully for me, that's that's the beginning of the film, and I, I feel like the other two relationships with uh, Fisher and uh, Vice are are really well defined and kind of unique and interesting. And uh, I, I love you know, I love Reynolds and you know his daughters' interactions. I think those those and those are really tough for me because you know I hate children. You Maybe, hate kids. Well, yeah. I think the casting was really well for that movie mm-hmm. too. Like the casting for all three women, uh, for Ryan Reynolds' character, um, and, and for the daughter, I think, I think they did a great job. Um, uh, obviously, they they had the right chemistry with him too, to where it just it felt believable to some degree, with especially with um, with April and Summer, uh, the last two uh, girls in the story. Can you so. imagine if they? killed isla fisher like my goodness that's oh. basically what, <laughs> what the yeah voices it's basically does. <laughs> what they, yeah it's basically what they do in the voices so that's i think a movie that could could stand the test of time be rewatchable and it's proven that for me since i i, I saw it when it came out and then watched it again and, and it still still held my attention it still held my interest and uh and i still got into the story um so so definitely maybe would uh would be that movie Boom. We got to end on that. We got to end on the, the title there. The title, yes. <laughs> We're not going to be like the movie and give it away halfway through. We're going to go out with a bang. Yeah, well, did you know I had the title line in Star Wars? Actually, I wasn't aware there was a titular line in that movie. Yeah, well, I don't know about that, but I had the title line in Star Wars. Yeah, that's what I just said. I know that's what you just said. I was just repeating it. It, it, it was that scene where that Raiders of the Lost Ark guy is teaching Luke how to drive. You mean Han Solo? Yeah, Han Solo. He, he, he's teaching Luke how to drive the thing. He's like, let's take this thing out for a drive. The Millennium Falcon. Yeah, the Millennium Falcon. They're on the back of the Falcon, and they're holding onto its feathers. The Millennium Falcon is a spaceship. Have you even seen Star Wars? Yeah, I have. I was in it. Yeah, I, I was in that scene where Han Solo's teaching Luke how to drive the Millennium Falcon. And 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 I'm on the ship too because I'm a stowaway, and, and I'm always on the run because I'm always stowing away. And, and and I walk by, and and I go, ah oh boy, I'm just so tired of all these Star Wars. That scene wasn't in the movie. Yeah, it was. It, it got cut. I was so bummed out. Actually, I'm glad it got cut because a scene like that would completely take you out of the movie. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm glad it got cut too. Yeah. yeah. Did you know I had the title line in Out of Africa? Why do you feel compelled to come in here and tell me about these movies you were supposedly in? I really don't care about stuff like that. Yeah, I know. I don't care about stuff like that either. I was just saying that I had a titular line in Out of Africa. Titular, huh? Okay, what scene were you in? Uh, I was in that scene where Robert Redford is teaching that old woman how to drive. You mean Meryl Streep? Yeah, Meryl Streep. She's one of those actresses people always forget her name. You know, actually, I find it easy to remember her name because she's one of the greatest American actresses alive. But she still looks like somebody's aunt to me. The scene I was in takes place in Africa, and, and Robert Redford's teaching Meryl Streep how to drive, and, 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 and there's all this traffic. And, and I drive up by next to him. I say, ah, oh, boy. I'm just so tired of all this traffic. I, I just can't wait till I get out of Africa. That scene definitely wasn't in that movie. Yeah, it was. 
Oh, it was. I bet you a million dollars it wasn't. Well, I'll bet you a million dollars. Great. Let's pull it off the shelf right now. Yeah? We're it's, it's not in the video release. It, it, it was only in the theatrical release. But I, I have a copy of that at my house. I'll bring it in tomorrow, and then you'll owe me a million dollars. Great. Yeah? Great, you do that. Yeah, I know. Great. I will. I just can't believe I'm driving a car. Just keep your hands on the wheel, Merrill. I'm just so tired of all this traffic. I just can't wait till we get out of Africa. You're a really good driver, Merrill. That is so fake. You videotaped yourself at McDonald's and then dubbed it into some lame stock footage of Africa. No, they shot it in a movie studio because I guess it's cheaper than going to Africa. Look, I didn't want to embarrass you like this, but I've got an uncle who's a film distributor, and he lent me this original film version of Out of Africa, so we can settle this right now. Oh, fantastic. Because you'll see I got the title line, and then you'll owe me a million dollars. Great. Yeah. Let me just make sure it's an original. Be careful that I'm responsible for it. Yeah, I know. I know. I need a cigarette. You know you can't smoke in here. Yeah, I, I know. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, you do. You tried to destroy it because you don't have the title line in it. You were never in it. I, I have a titular line in that movie. You don't even know what that word means. Stop lying. It's disgusting. You never had the title line in Out of Africa. You've never been in any movie, period. You're pathetic. Yeah, I know. Say it. Say I had the title line in Out of Africa. Just, come on, put that down. Say it. I can't. That footage of you and McDonald's was terrible. Say it. I know. All right. You had the title line and out of Africa. And the titular line. They're the same thing. Say it. You had the title and the titular line and out of Africa. And in Star Wars. <sighs> you thought the Millennium Falcon was a bird. Yeah, I know. Say it. All right. Despite the fact that you didn't know who Han Solo was, and there was never any scene in Star Wars where Han Solo teaches Luke to fly the Millennium yeah. Falcon, compounded by the fact that they would never give the title line of a movie to some stowaway who arbitrarily walks through the scene, yes, you had the title and the titular line in Star Wars. Ha <laughs> ha! You owe me a million dollars! Ha <sighs> ha! Pay up!